Hello, and welcome back to the MRS Lab podcast, the show from FlexMR, where we investigate and explore topics on the fringes of market research. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by Andy Smith, Insight Manager at NFU Mutual. Andy, welcome to the show. Having me, Chris. It's great to have you here because our topic today is about building and maintaining trust in market research. And I think everyone can agree this is going to be something that's really important. I was reading only the other day a report from PwC and Google that found data and insight-driven firms are three times more likely to report significant improvements in the quality of their decision-making. And I understand that this is something you've put a lot of work into maintaining recently as well. I'd like to ask a bit about that and for your advice. How did it all begin and what have you learned about building and maintaining trust in research? Yes, I think to start with, I suppose that that kind of stat comes as as no surprise really. But um, I think from from my perspective, and I'll come on at the end to, to probably what's the sort of most important thing, but but really, I believe that building trust in data and in insight really begins with understanding and, and gaining and building trust in people and gaining trust in the client side research team, the um, agency side research team, and just building layers of, of credibility, I think is really, uh, really important. Absolutely. That credibility point is so important, but it's also really uh, tough for a lot of people, I think, isn't it? And it's to do with how we communicate, what skills we have, how we present those. How would you recommend to people communicating, building, getting that understanding of credibility? Yeah, so I think from my perspective, I've, I've worked, obviously I work at NFU Mutual now, I've worked in a, a number of organisations, and I think the challenges can be somewhat different dependent on the type of organization you're in, the existing culture and the part in which you you sort of inherit. So if I talk about my time at NFU Mutual, I feel as though I've been in quite a good position really from a stakeholder perspective. I felt as though there's been a lot of engagement from the organization around data, around insight, around research, what our customers think. And um, that kind of comes from the top really. And everyone seems to be already highly engaged. So my objective as a kind of client-side researcher becomes slightly different, whereas, you know, I have worked in organisations before that sort of talk the talk really around being data-led and, and listening to customers, but somewhat acting slightly differently. So I think for me, the challenge can really depend on where you come from, what your existing situation is. But something that's really held me in quite good stead, I'd say, over the years, and this, this I think, is transferable as to whether you're going into a situation where you need to build trust and you need to build credibility through to you're in a situation which I've sort of found myself in, which is actually a good position to be in is really to maintain that trust and credibility and that level of engagement. So something that I've typically used, we kind of refer to as, as uh, business partnering. So this is kind of centered around sort of five key pillars. And, and this is a, an approach essentially to help guide how you manage your relationships with people and build your own credibility and thus building that credibility in research. The first one of that is um, around being on the same pitch as your stakeholders. So that's really just about being really invested in the business, really invested in your stakeholders' pain, essentially. 
being able to have that that kind of communication and conversation to be able to criticize elements or decisions positively but you know obviously with sort of good intent there but it's it's really important that you know you your stakeholders and you feel really aligned that you're you're kind of aiming for the same goals you may have different approaches but you're certainly you've certainly got aligned objectives the second one is around working the lines of communication this is really about just being well networked and really understanding that quite often uh, decisions don't happen in isolation and where you see senior leaders senior stakeholders they always typically have a trusted set of uh, a trusted team that sits beneath them and i think it's really important as a client side researcher in order to sort of help drive and shape decision making and building that credibility as i've said before it's really important that you gain the trust not only of the stakeholder but of that stakeholder's most trusted people being able to guide decision making providing a strong point of view while sometimes you, you know you do need to make sure it's backed up by key evidence so, you know it, it needs to be a reasoned argument but being able to facilitate good judgment on the stakeholder's part i, I believe is a really um, really important part number 4 is expert credibility actually so that's just about being technically sound knowing your stuff really so coming into a new organization whilst you don't know the ins and outs and every, of everything to do with farming but being technically sound in your area understanding the nuances of different research or different elements of customer experience enables you to have that sort of good confidence to go in and buy that know-how to good effect And then just the final one really is just about being a leader in the business unit that's about being able to engage lead and manage simultaneously being a good communicator being able to engage and communicate with people effectively and as i said at the start this is really just about applying this level of thinking to your situation so for me as i say it's about utilizing these principles to maintain the level of engagement that i've got whereas as i say previous organizations it would be how do i get us to a better place in in terms of that kind of uh, trust in research the words you said there which i really picked up on is is about being networked and we often talk about insights and research professionals having a bit of an outside view of an organization and sitting at arm's length but really there's a big piece here about being actively involved with lots of different people and really understanding not just customers but people in the business too how important is communication in all of that communication is really important i think it's it's been one thing i've felt actually since covid and i think everyone's probably thought this from time to time is you know how how is working from home affected how we communicate with each other and how we interact and obviously it was quite a shock to the system probably over 2 years ago and and how we've adapted to that but i suppose the one thing that is certainly missed i think from a researcher's point of view is just the amount of value that you tend to get from things like corridor conversations and and chatting over a cup of tea with someone whereas now organizing by teams and things and you know zoom etc it's all probably a lot more rigid and a lot more planned and and not kind of off the cuff really so that that can be a little bit challenging in all honesty i think for me it's really important to have as an insight team really a, a level of a you know a communications plan essentially but that plan shouldn't be singular you know we're going to communicate and we're going to say this is what this is our team this is what we do that type of thing really the communications that 
I try and gear towards tend to be the communications which really promote the insights and the insight is really just the hero of all of the stories that you communicate. So that's about looking at different lines of communication. So feeding back at divisional meeting points, running news articles, um, feeding customer experience comments through on our, out on our intranet or quarterly newsletters around our community panels. I just think there's so many different ways in which you can communicate. I'd also say a key point, it depends the size of the organisation that you work in. It's important not to do it alone as well, because I find that you're much more effective if you have, a, you know, an internal communications team, for example, that might be able to help you. You know, I'm not, I wouldn't say a communications expert per se, but, you know, knowing, the, you know, the messages that you do want to communicate, what you want to get over, what you're trying to intangibly grow around that kind of communication element gaining that support from people who are a little bit more acclimatised to knowing the best ways of communicating is really, uh, really important. And on that point of building those communications, building engagement, particularly with stakeholders, what are some of the um, barriers to that, some of the ways that, or some of the challenges that insight professionals might come up against? And how can we improve that, especially around accessibility of research and data? It's a common challenge that you see in, in, in research, really. And, you know, you hear this all the time. This probably won't be new to anyone. I, I don't access research because it takes too long and it costs me too much money. You know, it's, it, it's a hard challenge to overcome. The way in which I have tried to set about that challenge and tried to push that challenge back on stakeholders is say, saying, well, with those barriers reduced or those barriers taken down, now now what is your issue in, in accessing and, and understanding from, from, from the customer's point of view? Or, you know, are you just trying to make decisions based on your own gut feel? Because that's the way, the way you like to take those decisions. You know, there's a whole range of activity that I'm doing presently, actually, which is around increasing accessibility of insight and it's again it's it's multifaceted so it's being able to provide stakeholders access to off-the-shelf insights things that we know already guiding their thoughts around that so giving you know a house view around you know we've run research on this topic this is what we found this this is what what our point of view is essentially around you know these particular things but also just understanding that barrier. So we run a community panel. We've got about 3,000 customers on our panel. We refer to it as Mutual Voice. And it's just got a huge amount of credibility and huge amount of branding actually in the organisation. Stakeholders of ours actually refer to the research team, to my team, as, as the Mutual Voice team because it's just got such, it's got its own brand and its own credibility in the organisation. But the key success of that is, and, and the reason it's so popular, is because panel research it goes to a trusted set of customers that we validate, we recruit and top up on all the time. We get robust research back from it. It doesn't cost us the earth to run it. And we get it back within sort of maximum of three weeks. It's taken down some of those barriers um, and something that we've expanded on, on still. And this isn't meant as a plug for FlexMR, but we uh, did... Uh, start partnering with, uh, with with you guys at FlexMR last year to take that even further. So so our online panel, you know, we use that with our, our own customers. Really what we wanted to do is go with FlexMR and, and try and get that benefit that we get from Mutual Voice, which is being able to 
access and run research at a quicker pace. So being able to in-house research and do things utilising the skills that we've got internally enables us to sort of meet that same criteria of getting robust research, quality data, quality insights, run by insight professionals, but we're reducing the amount of time, we're increasing the accessibility to the insight, we're being more agile in our delivery, and it's being much more cost effective. I think continually, and that'll be my, my advice for all insight teams really, especially as you know we're going through uh, quite a challenging time really when it comes to costs um, and, and obviously the price of things are, are going up really it's about how do we keep the customer at the heart of decision making when we know that budgets are going to be challenged and you've got to think of new creative ways in which to ensure that we always keep the customer at the heart of the decision making in the organizations there's so many brilliant points you made there that i want to pick up on all these different threads uh, especially about how it's important to be kind of conscious of the pressures that others in the business are facing that trust is a it's influenced by cost it's influenced by speed it's influenced even by the brand of your uh, research panel but i'm also conscious we are coming up to the 10 minute mark so i'm gonna have to condense it down andy is there one key thing you'd really like our listeners to take away from today's episode the one key thing I found the key difference between what makes a good organisation or an engaged organisation with inside data and a not so good organisation is the senior leadership team which which surrounds it. So um, if you can tick those stakeholders, those key stakeholders off your list first, they are the ones to go for because I, f- I find presently that people that are trying to get things changed and trying to get things done in the organization will take things to senior leadership team and they won't sign them off unless they have referred through customer insight. For me, that is a godsend because we know, I know and I'm confident that there's not decisions being made that hasn't been consulted through, through the customer. So if you're going to prioritize any people and prioritize anyone to really work on that business partnering with make sure it is some of the key decision makers in the organization yeah senior leadership on board early and influence that culture top down a great note to end the show on and really good advice andy thank you so much for joining me it's been a pleasure chatting with you today no problem thank you very much chris and thank you to everybody listening as well we'll be back next month with another fascinating conversation from the fringes and outskirts of market research Until then, I've been your host, Chris Martin, and this has been the MRX Lab.